This Thacker Slate podcast is hosted by Connie Thacker and Allison Slate, two experienced attorneys who believe honesty, transparency, and knowledge are key to achieving the best legal outcomes. A variety of topics, particularly those related to sensitive family law matters, are candidly covered by Connie and Allison in a way that's refreshing, timely, and practical for listeners. Welcome once again to the Thacker Slate podcast. I'm here with three amazing attorneys from our office, Emily Maltby, Tiffany Burks, and Courtney Sierra. And today's topic is going to be child protective services. Uh, what you should do if you're contacted by Child Protective Services, what kind of impact they can have on your family. And we'll just tell you some general uh, sort of lookout war stories that we have. So I'm going to first turn it over to Tiffany to talk about uh, some of the experiences she's had with Child Protective Services. Thank you, Connie. Um, So I've had quite extensive, uh, just to set the stage, experience with CPS and that I also do abuse and neglect case, but that's not the focus of this uh, topic. But just saying that I do have some experience with CPS. So, But in terms of a a child custody case, um, some of my clients have been involved with CPS before they even call our office or suddenly become involved with CPS in the middle of a case and are are kind of thinking, what do I do now? Um, For example, I had a client who hadn't seen his child in a year. And then when CPS, when I finally got involved and called the CPS worker and said, hey, why haven't why hasn't my client seen their son in, in over a year? And we were able to get parenting time within weeks from that point in time. Um, so that's kind of my basic, you know, that's the the horror story of, you know, I haven't seen my child in a year. Um, but CPS is a big deal. Yes. And just to kind of go off of that, they uh, CPS has a lot of power. They have a lot of power and they can come in and, um, I mean, really, they can take your kids from from you. And the, 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 the process that they have to go through to do that is one that I think is really kind of not as big as it should be because we're talking about a constitutional right to parent your children. And that's a big deal. To me, that's a big deal. To this firm, that's a big deal. And it's interesting to me with a lot of the CPS workers, um, they will come in, they're very excited about saving the world. And I think that is fantastic. It's great to want to save the world. But sometimes pulling a child from a parent, if you do not fully understand the dynamics of that situation or the situation in and of itself can be very harmful to a child. I know that in a lot of my experience, I do high conflict custody. That's what I've really done my entire career. And I don't have any of the abuse and neglect uh, experience, but I, I have seen so many times where people try to use CPS as a custody evaluation, or they try to get an edge up in a custody in a custody battle with CPS, and it is fascinating to me how quickly a child can be pulled from a parent, and the hoops that you have to jump through to get that parent back, uh, get that child back with the parent. I had a case not too long ago where CPS had been involved had been involved a couple of times, and we were able to. Um, respond to an ex parte motion to suspend parenting time, our response pointed out the issues that we were having with the other parent and we were able to stop that. But then CPS came in, filed something else and pulled these children away from, from their father. And the hoops that we had to jump through to get the parenting time back in place 
was astonishing to me with how quickly they were able to take those kids. But when everything was found out to be okay, that it took a long time. And it was, it's scary to me. Courtney, you mentioned the process that CPS needs to use. And so I think one of the important things to remind clients is to make sure that we are in the loop on everything that's going on. If CPS wants to meet with you, if CPS wants to see the kids, if CPS is requesting information, make sure your attorney is aware of that so your attorney can be involved in that. So we can help ensure that CPS is going through the proper process rather than having to backtrack later on to pick up the pieces of an investigation that may or may not have been properly executed. Yeah, I would really say <clears throat> from our point of view, don't ever meet with Child Protective Services without one of us present. It could be you think it's just a, a casual conversation and they're just going to stop by your house and make sure everything is okay. And before you know it, it could get really ugly and you get substantiated and you get put on the central registry issue um, list and then you're there for quite some time. Also, I think you have to be really careful as Courtney mentioned about using CPS as a weapon in your divorce case, because there are cases where one particular parent kept calling CPS and it was unsubstantiated and ultimately the court changed custody and found that to be enough of a change in circumstances to pull the child away from the parent that was constantly calling Child Protective Services and place the child with the other parent. So it is a big deal. It's not something that you should take uh, lightly. Um, and the stories can become horrendous out there in terms of trying to fix things when you haven't had proper guidance uh, from the legal perspective or from our law firm. So if you have any questions regarding Child Protective Services or they reach out to you, reach out to us. Thank you for listening to this episode of our Thacker Slate podcast. If you have additional questions, do not hesitate to contact us at 616-888-3810 or visit our website, thackerslate.com, for additional information. 